So I'm, I'm just out of my, my mind, you know, I'm terrified and I call all of them out and um, I got into a two man cell so that they had to come into a fatal funnel. And I got the first one, I knocked him out. The second one, I got a couple of licks in, but he grabbed me by my jumper and just kind of binged me against the concrete and steel real quick. What's up, trade crew? Welcome back to another episode of HVAC R&D. We are powered by Keystone Sales and Associates. They're your premier PHVAC manufacturers rep in the Mid-Atlantic. As everybody knows, I'm an employee of them. We cover South Carolina all the way up to Pennsylvania. So go check out their website. If you want to learn about Bosch or get some training, um, if you want some Bosch training, that'll be me in the Carolinas, or you can go, I may actually start covering a little bit of Virginia actually. So, but we got it up in Pennsylvania too. We do have a guest on. It is Saturday morning, first time ever recording on a Saturday. Me and Ryden had a, uh, a busy week and some, uh, some more electronic failures. So without further ado, let's get it going. Yeah, come on. What's up, trade crew? Welcome back to HVAC R&D. As Dennis said, uh, yep, it is uh, bright and semi-early here on a Saturday morning, getting things taken care of. want to say thank you to our other platinum sponsor bringing you this episode, One Thing Marketing. And again, as always, how much do you guys love an HVAC R&D these days? Wherever you're listening to us on whatever streaming platform, whether it's Pandora, Spotify, iHeart, Apple... I know we've actually started picking up a few on YouTube, even though there's not video, it does get posted over there. Please like us, follow us, give us a rating, leave us a review. Hopefully it's not a bad one. And share us to your trade crew, because the more we share this, the more we get it out there, the more we can all have some fun enjoying the show. Social continues to tick up. Trade Hounds hit over 1,500, so that one's getting there. Instagram's pushing 1,400. It's really close. So please make sure to go like and follow us on social media at hvac.rnd on Instagram and TikTok. You can also find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Trade Hounds as the HVAC R&D podcast. You can also find everything if you go to hvacrnd.com. Join the mailing list at the bottom of the page. Check out the Trade Crew Vendor Hub where you can get some more detailed information and links to Keystone Sales as well as One Thing Marketing and some deals and steals from BetterHelp Chirp and Service Titan. The events page is active and going. I know we had our first three events listed on there for this past week, as well as the articles section. I got two more in the works. I've been actually trying to get some more sorted out. So 
Got a couple of topics, got another one picked up yesterday, so those are coming. So stay tuned for some more Ramblin' Rhino posts. And for any other information, just check the link tree in the bio of our social media. But now, let's get to this guest. Um, I'll try to do as good of an intro as I did for him Tuesday night when he tried this the first time. <laughs> but, so we have a guest. He is from Cajun Joe's home state of Louisiana. So welcome to another Cajun to the show. This is an extremely interesting story. I think it is one that really can shed light on just how important things like the trade industry can be for helping people change their lives and and build a better future for tomorrow. So we will get into that with him here shortly. So at the moment, another episode 100 giveaway winner, Mr. Kyle Bayo. You know him as H, was it HVAC Louisiana on Instagram. That's it. So uh, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you for being here a second time now. morning guys how y'all doing good Great. man how are you oh, man. it's just weird to say good morning on here right i know right <laughs> i used to record it like 10 o'clock at night a lot <laughs> oh, i feel like we've kind of flip-flopped that the first time we tried this was about 10 30 at night it now was it's about 10 30 in the morning. <laughs> right <laughs> yeah so what's up, man? i don't have any service calls yet today so i know he <laughs> did have a uh he had a sales guy call him already oh uh, yeah <laughs> I have at least four of those a day constantly. Right. It's borderline harassment at this point. <laughs> <laughs> now, are these are these uh, sales guys like riding wanting to sell you, or is it you talking about like just random sales? Uh, a lot of it is de- de- dealing with the business. They're trying to sell me something, whether it be a Google advertisement and all kinds oh, of stuff. Oh, I got like you. That. I mean, it's just constant. You know, I've verified my account on Google and everything, so there's no need for me to sit there and throw dollars at them. Right. Now, unless unless you ask me to call you on a Saturday morning, I'm not gonna call you on a Saturday as a sales guy. That is that is asking for a for a problem right there. You need that a quote. Not go over too well. You need He's a quote. You let me know. I'll take care of it. But I'm not gonna bother you. There you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. It's going immediately to block number. Yeah, right. I've been getting. Uh, I've been getting a I lot got of those. sold on some stuff kind of early on. You know, I've been in business for about six years now and just a couple of gimmicks here and there whether it be just this extravagant software program that's supposed to change everything in your life which is a total lie right <laughs> we man you you wouldn't you actually you probably would you would not believe the amount of just random stuff like that that we get emails for uh for people wanting to come on the show wanting to do this and this and this um it drives me nuts because not a single one of them even writes the email like they've ever listened to our show. Um, right. It kills yeah. me. <laughs> well, they'll get me. I'll start reading into it and I'm like, oh, what is this? And then I'll get about five minutes in. And I'm like, oh, geez, never mind. I mean, the Almost beauty about our industry, from what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, but for about every three to four people leaving the trade, there's only one coming in. So there's always a high demand. I don't need to throw tons of dollars at all this extra stuff necessarily if I don't want. You know what? That's a good, that's a great point. We, uh, I've got some training 
I've got to do Friday um, for a guy that he's probably he's probably a four or five man operation um, in the Charlotte area, and most people probably haven't heard of him. But guess what? He's probably probably the fourth largest Bosch dealer, right? It's like you look yep. at his numbers, you're like, holy smokes! Um, yep. He don't. I mean, you, you're not going to see an advertisement for this guy anywhere. I mean, his vans are wrapped, right? Or, you know, he's got a nice wrap on there. But, uh, yeah, you, we, we can, you know, we can look him up and uh, look at his, what he's uh, registered, you know, on the Bosch site. And it's like, holy cow. <laughs> I'm like, uh, how many guys you got coming to train, man? I only got 30 seats. He's like, we're bringing like six guys. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Like, you know, an install crew and two service guys and him, you know. So, uh, yeah, that's a good point, man. I mean, there'll always be enough out there. Oh, yeah. There's always work for us, no matter what, you know. Well, and that's the beauty of this industry. I read something the other day where <clears throat> everything is, if you're down here in the bottom, that's where it's competition because there is enough to go around. If you're fighting around everything down here, that's where competition happens. Up above competition is where collaboration happens. And that's doing things like this, finding ways to make guys in the trade support each other rather than attack each other. That's when right. this trade wins is when we all become supporters and, you know, cheerleaders really for one another. That's how this, this moves forward. And it's something that we want to see change. And we're trying to see change and you're starting to see it, but there's still a lot of, oh, I can't help this guy. No, I can't help that guy. Man, you never know tomorrow that guy might actually be coming to work for you or you might need to go to work for him. Be careful who you make enemies in this business. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, and there's a shortage of technicians out there. So, I mean, there's no sense in hoarding information these days. No. There's bad people and good people on the internet, though. I mean, when I first got in, I remember it was Facebook uh, groups that I started messing with, like HVAC Pros and uh, what else? HVAC School. And, you know, you got a mixture of good and bad on there. But, I mean, yep. Instagram's a little bit better, um, in my opinion. I won't go on TikTok because it's ran by China. But, <laughs> right. you know. TikTok's a, uh, TikTok's a lot. I know. It, 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 lot. it almost sucked me in to go download it a couple times, but I've, been, I've resisted. It's, I think, uh, I've never seen something hook you in like that. I mean, it's hooking, folks. If you, uh, it I mean, some quick. HVAC, just aside, like if you just, just, just the app itself, like watching something and you, you look up and it's been three hours. I mean, yeah, I mean, well, I get a good Instagram and everything else. I was going to say the other thing about TikTok is I don't feel like it is quite as easy of a place for trades, trades people to, to have content shared with one another the way kind of Instagram is. TikTok, yeah. I feel like is one that's more frequented by people that are homeowners and i think the, the content has to be a little bit different and is different um right. we've had people you know ask us like man why aren't you guys all over tiktok it's like it's there because we're in a position where we kind of just have to have it now but mm -hmm. it's not where i'm expecting all my listeners to come from because the bulk of people on there are you know not our target audience really right and it's just yep. it's just different um and, and the other thing is TikTok is literally you're getting on there just for the for the view. It's a it's a flash in the pan and you move on. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, your, your content where you're reading things like I put out that compressor content the other day with my K7 scroll compressor shattering. Yeah. And with Instagram, I mean, you got a paragraph underneath it explaining this. And I had a couple of responses from contractors that kind of put me on top about what's happening, you know, with that. Yep. Yeah. See, I think that's great. Right. Like that's, um, yeah, I come from that side, right? I, that paragraph is me. I threw that on there because I have knowledge of that and why not share it, right? I'm not bashing any brand. I'm just saying, hey, this is what's going on. Maybe this will help somebody, right? That's where we're at. All right, so before we get rolling here, we got to crack something open or pour a cup of coffee. I mean, I don't know what we're going to do this morning. <laughs> what, you, what you got, Kyle? You got anything? <laughs> uh oh he's taking a walk Let's see. sounds like he's digging in the grocery bags over there <laughs> there we go there we go we got a little Coors Light Coors Light there we go yeah, yeah why not because why not it's Saturday and I don't have a service call today you better, no, be, you better stop saying that. You're getting ready to jinx yourself. I don't believe in that, honestly. Like that jinxing stuff is no? going to happen or it's not. I, I don't. I don't believe in it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And even if it does, look, they're going to have to wait. Right. <laughs> um, All right, Ryden. What you got? Uh, well, since we have a brunch time kickoff today, uh, I brought a mimosa. There you, you go. go. Uh, about a twenty-two ounce one. <laughs> Nice. So I've got to, you know, we got to get rid of these cobwebs this morning. So I'm about to crack open the old Celsius, the Arctic Vibe Celsius, which I have to really stop drinking these. But it is what it is. I do not drink coffee, so this is my. Oh, that's that was a solid, solid sparkling opening. frozen berry edition. <laughs> Thing's gonna have me ninety to nothing on this podcast. I should have uh, I should have broke out the Jameson coffee cast scotch. Jeez, there you go. <laughs> it's not bad. I should have. I well, should that's have done that's that. my dad right there all day. That scotch and uh, yeah, some Jameson here. Oh, you're a scotch guy. We don't have a lot of no. scotch guys on here. No, no, no. That's my dad all day. I said. Oh, your yeah. dad. I thought it was you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does that make me an old soul? Because I drink scotch and everyone's like scotch. <laughs> I just don't meet. Yeah, Scotch drinkers much anymore. I don't know what's up with that. Maybe it's just who I'm hanging out with. I don't know. Yep. Here's for breakfast over here. So, all right. You want to get into your? Uh, you want to get into your story a little bit? Yeah. So I guess I'll go ahead and start how I got into the trade, which I got to kind of reel back a tad bit and just kind of fill you in. Um, from Louisiana, um, I was born in '85. So uh, I grew up in the 90s and around that era. Sweet. Um, Raised in a good family, taught good work ethic. I wasn't given nothing for free. If I got any money from my parents, it was sure as hell. Worked in the yard with sweat and blood. (laughs) (laughs) So I... But I was a I was a wild kid, you know. Um, there was a lot of partying going back then in the South uh, in the 90s and stuff like that. And you know, I just had a streak of rebellion and made some you know decisions whenever I got out. <laughs> got right. a few uh, 
got got arrested a few times. You know, I was I was known to sell things, and it wasn't refrigerant at the time. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I mean, you know, yeah, I made a lot of mistakes, but um, got arrested a few times for some DUIs and nonviolent offenses. And um, one day, the judge got tired of me here in Lafayette. That's where I'm recording right now. And he uh, he told me I was facing two 15 year sentences and um, I could possibly do that time. You know, I was I could not bail out at the time. I had bailed out several times. I had been arrested about a dozen times and um, <clears throat> I was I weighed about 100 pounds in there. I started doing pull ups and push ups, terrified. And uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> started doing that. And um, ultimately, by the grace of God, he uh, gave me a program for nonviolent offenders called the reentry program. But he did say that I, that reentry program was in Angola State Penitentiary, which, you know, at one time, this is the third most violent prison in America. Um, they still have, you know, guards on horses with shotguns, working people in the fields with an L blade. You nice. Know? Yeah, this is like currently, currently, currently. Now, this is this is if you are, you know, nuisance. If you're a nuisance, you're going to work the fields, (laughs) you know. But um, yeah, he gave me the program, but the program put me in a pretty good area in Angola. I'm not going to lie. It's not the worst area. As long as you didn't do anything stupid, you were in a decent area and we had to pick a trade. So they forced us to pick a trade in there. And um before I, I was a chef, I always had a job. My dad taught me good work ethic. And, you know, I tried to put my passion into that, but it's like the hours are horrible, especially if you want to raise a family. Right. I mean, it's just weekends and holidays and all of this and that. And uh, ultimately I had no purpose and drive, you know, doing that. I never really kind of worked my way up too high in that industry, but they forced me into a trade in Angola and we had to choose from concrete electrical generators, horticulture, HVAC, electrical plumbing. I think that's it. Something like that. Okay. Welding. Okay. Welding. Okay. Always welding in there. How did HVAC? Oh, and automotive was in there too. Automotive. Because this is all self-sustained in there. So you have like all of the police vehicles, all of the guard vehicles, everything in the whole. Kind of, I mean, this is huge. It's, it's basically in the middle of the swamps. There's no way of getting out. Right. A couple of people tried to talk to a couple of them. One dude tried to build a helicopter and ended up in solitary for confinement for 18 years. <laughs> Where he had everything. He had a helicopter. What did he get had, that guy on this show? His name's Red. <laughs> oh, uh, look, he was a genius. Look, he had a generator and everything. He had the blades up there. He was about to get it. He had the plans. <laughs> look, he ended up That's going hilarious. to solitary for 18 years. But, um, yeah, we had to, we had to pick a trade out and I picked HVAC because I heard my grandfather was an HVAC technician at, at one point. My grandmother was a chemist and my father was a bookkeeper and my mother was a computer programmer. Wow. So ultimately I had a good mix going on right there and I went yep. to the HVAC field. Johnson Controls actually sponsored the school over there. Now they didn't have much to do with it. They just bought a bunch of equipment, gave us a little mini chiller system, two yep. stage compressor, you know, and uh, basically the most stuff that I worked on though, honestly in there was um, window units and refrigerators, box freezers, um, you know, just constantly. A lot Which is, of that's a great background when oh, yeah. you get out, right? That's because yep. yep. you can work for any refrigeration company knowing how to do that stuff. 
right now the thing was though like the we didn't have the internet <laughs> you have to understand right. that we didn't we didn't have any of that and when when the new modern refrigeration book came out i, I was incarcerated like before covid we all cut hair and kind of hustled up every money little dollar that we could do and we ended up getting one guy to buy a modern refrigeration book <laughs> It was mail it in, and then we cut it up and copied that thing on a copper for a copier for everybody in the class. Isn't that like eight hundred pages, if I'm not mistaken? Oh, it's, it's pretty, thousands of pages. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty it's crazy like that. Yeah, but that th we worked off of that and commercial refrigeration by Dick Wirtz, and we had ESCO sponsored. So basically, we were taking the ele electrical ESCO certifications, uh, residential air conditioning, commercial air conditioning. Uh, all of that commercial refrigeration. You can get as many certifications. I walked out with 13 certifications <laughs> before it was all done. Nice. Oh uh, yeah. I had nothing Solid. to do, but sit there and take these tests. You know right. what I'm saying? I mean, why not? And, um, I got my university BA card in there. I got a couple of OSHA certifications. Um, but yeah, I did three and a half years in there. It was wild. I mean, um, I, I pretty much, I was, uh, you know, I was doing time with, you know, People who had life without the possibility of parole. The guy who really taught me everything I know, he ended up, uh, he was, you know, in there for a mistake that he made. He had been incarcerated since he was 18 years old. And he, he was just in love with HVAC. Basically knew the book backwards and forwards and taught me everything I know. He, they actually, by the grace of God, let him out with life without the possibility of parole about four days ago. Oh, and wow. I actually bought him his tools you know, uh, a bunch of hand tools because I upgraded my tools over the time. And uh, I had no idea they were going to let him out. But yeah, they let him out. I gave him some analog gauges. And uh, he actually showed me up on a mini split. I'm fresh out of there. <laughs> so that man really knows his stuff. But he's taught many people. He was a mentor in the program, teaching people in there for years and years and years. So he knows the information like the back of his hand, you know, teaching the best, the best teaching lesson when you teach somebody. So I don't, I don't want to veer off course too much, but you said on the automotive side, they were working on the police cars. Oh yeah. Police cars and everything. Terrible like that. idea. Terrible. <laughs> idea. Because then they're going to know right? all the ins and outs and the secrets. Well, no, maybe it's just me, but I feel like I would just like, you know, be cutting the brake cable or something in there. I don't know. I'm just thinking <laughs> straight <laughs> sabotage. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it could happen, but also they, they have tight, tight control with the guy. The guy yeah, who runs the shop, he has all these amenities and then he has, you know, a flat screen TV possibly in his, his office. And, and if he messes up that, he's going to the hole. Right. <laughs> so it's either do automotive and watch a big screen TV or go to the hole or the field. So, you know, my son, my son's off at off at college and my my wife sends him a I think it's an Instagram thing every Friday and it's a little, it's, it's like a mom tip. Um, oh boy. Don't do this. Don't do that. If you get locked up, establish dominance immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, so you want to go yes, into that a little that's bit? A, that's a thing. Honestly, yes, that's a thing. I had to do it. I got my ass whooped, but I got my respect. Right. Um, <laughs> this is before I got into Angola. Now, Angola is different. When you have people with life without possibility of parole, they have nothing to lose. You have to understand that. Right. So you got, you kind of walk into straight and narrow there. And when violence does ensue in Angola, you know, they're trying to kill each other versus right. a jail or a 
satellite camp that it was that I was in before I got over there. In that scenario, I remember I was in a pod, and there was a bunch of big guys, you know, jacking all of the new guys and beating them up and stuff like that. I knew I knew I was going to get into it with them at some point. I was yeah. new. I was like two days in, so somebody stole my food for the day. That was it. <laughs> I ended up calling them out. Now I'm calling out a gang of four dudes and the biggest dude in this gang that's the ringleader he uh he he's taken on whole pods before 30 people at a time oh, so i'm i'm just out my my sure. mind you know i'm terrified and i call all of them out and um i got into a two-man cell so that they had to come into a fatal funnel and i got the first one i knocked him out the second one i got a couple of licks in but he grabbed me by my jumper and just kind of binged me against the concrete and steel real quick <laughs> which I realized real quick, the, real quick don't yeah I realized the jumper Jesus. is a is a disadvantage so <laughs> right the onesie after that yep. actually you know coincidentally I got moved from the cell that I was in into the ringleader cell and he gave me our respect you know he said hey look you were the only you were the only dude who fought back so I'm gonna give you your respect <laughs> yeah you gotta have to give a hell you know don't yeah. just stand there yeah, but I mean, in Angola, honestly, we're in a program, so it, it was right. it was monitored tightly. You know, um, it, stuff still went on here and there. You still had to stand your ground. But I mean, the biggest thing with me getting out was talking to the general public. Now, I've already I've always had a job, so I was pretty good at talking with people and reading people. But when you start to assert your dominance in general conversation, you come out and like, I don't know, get married and have two 12 year old girls in the house. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, just going. So what was your, uh, what was your first HVAC gig when you got out? So when I got out, I went to, I, I was banished from the city of Lafayette. Because he was tired of seeing me, the judge, he said, look, you got <laughs> to make it in Baton Rouge and don't come back until you're good. And once you're off of probation and parole, you can come back. So I could visit, but I just couldn't live there. So I went to Baton Rouge, went to a halfway house in there. I started applying for HVAC companies, but nobody wanted to take me on as right. a possible service technician because I had previous DUIs. So yep. I didn't realize it was going to affect the company insurance. I just didn't account for that. Right. And I was like, I didn't get 13 certifications to be, be an installer for $15, $20 an hour. I'm sorry. Right. So I ended up cleaning condensers. I started an LLC in the state of Louisiana. You can operate under $10,000. Um, right, I started away, my next question. Yep. Yeah. And I basically started cleaning condensers. And from there, you know how it is. I mean, there's a shortage of technicians. So, I mean, not long before people realized that I was telling the truth. I'm very good at convincing, making people feel comfortable and convincing people that I am telling the truth because I am. If you have a solid service game and you're video recording everything and using measure quick. Oh, it's, it, I mean, you basically have all the proof right there. They can take it to any contractor. And right. They, you know. Now, when you say you can operate under $10,000, is that like your the max ticket you can sell is $10,000 or exactly how is that working for right. you? That's the max okay. ticket that you can sell is $10,000. It doesn't say that you can't break it down three different ways. Right. <laughs> I was getting, that was the next question. And then two, is that is that a, or is there any kind of limited scope or with your certifications in the state, you know, 
where are you at in terms of having yes. to have a mechanical license or kind of where where's your your steps there and where are you well, there? Te- technically speaking, you you would have to pull a permit whenever you're pulling out fire. So that that comes in. You're either doing push fittings or you're doing press if you want to be legal about it. Right. But I mean, Louisiana is pretty wide open. I mean, with the mechanical license that I, I am basically studying for right now and this winter, I have it set up to where I'm going to go ahead and take the test and pull the trigger on it. But I just had to justify the million dollar insurance policy. You know what I'm saying? I had to have enough customers to be like, OK, it justifies buying this year yeah. round. Right. So that's where I'm at right now. And um, yeah, I'm moving forward with that. No problem. So you know, by the grace of God again. I mean, but I came out and started doing this and um, it just changed my entire life. I went from zero freedom to all the freedom in the world. And I mean, the only way that I kind of had a renewal of the mind, honestly, was, you know, I found Christ in a two-man cell in solitary in Angola and completely changed my spiritual life. Right. I had purpose now with the HVAC trade because I can help out my community and kind of make up for hurting my community possibly with the drugs and stuff like that. So it's and I'm still feeding into what I like doing, which is kind of working with people being out there, you know, living life, um, making money, you know, doing honest work. Have you gotten into speaking a little bit like some like a high school level or something? Is that something you're interested in? I mean, it's a. Seems like you'd be pretty good at it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm trying to, you know, wherever I'm led spiritually, I try to go ahead and go that direction with this podcast, even just telling my story is just, you know, I was right. led to go here to try to help anybody out there that thinks they can't change your life. You know, you absolutely can. Like I wasn't the smartest guy in the world. I, I, I'm somewhat intelligent. Don't get me wrong, but it took me three years of banging HVAC into my head to really start to get comfortable with it. It, it will come if, if there's a will, there's a way right. you can absolutely do this in this trade. Yeah. So <clears throat> Ryden can lean on this a little bit, a uh, little more info on it, but the, the urban league that insight yep. works with. So yep. I, during a um, couple days ago in Charlotte, we had, you know, a counter insight had a counter day and, they had walked them through there and I grabbed several of the kids. I mean, they're, I don't know, 16 to 18, somewhere in there. And there's, and there's some older cause they, they kind of yeah. have a, a varied range of, of people that get into the program there. Cause some of it is people trying to figure out a second career on top of it as well. So there's, there's a good mix of people in there. Yeah. And the one, you know, I had a kid come up to me and he's like, yeah, I want to, I really want to go residential and I want to do this and that. And I'm like, that's cool. You know? And I said, one thing you got to know that is when you walked through that that distributor just then, there was like 50 tables in there, you know, Navac tools and hunt, you know, Honeywell or 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 uh, you know, Yellow Jacket. I said all that in there is also jobs yep. in this business, and I think yep. a lot of kids kind of miss that. Yep. They think I'm gonna I'm gonna just go, you know, I'm gonna get out of school, I'm gonna start my own company, I'm gonna do service and change outs and then you know five five to ten years goes by and they're just like you know now what now what can i do but you got my job you got ryan's job you got like i said there was 50 jobs in there in the business um and these those people are hiring too you know so it's a huge industry if you go to ahr you'll see like the amount of jobs right that's in that building is insane 
Well, and looking looking back when when Kyle and I were first talking about getting him on the show, um, he and I got on the phone because at first, uh, Kyle, you were like, well, you know, do you want me on the show? And I said, you know, do you know my background? I said, well, let's talk about it. And then, you know, we spent, I'd say we spent, what, half an hour, 45 minutes on the phone, I'd say. Yeah. Um, and as soon as I heard it, I said, uh, I want you on the show more now than I did half an hour ago. <laughs> right. Um, well, because it's important, you know, and, and I've talked about a guy named Steve who worked for my dad and I, he was, uh, he got involved in the gang. He grew up in LA and he got involved in a gang when he was 18 and it part of his gang initiation with another guy. And I'll keep this short because I've said the story a couple of times before, but he and another guy were tasked to rob a convenience store and the guy that he robbed the store with killed the clerk. So Steve went to went to prison for accessory to murder. Right. When, you know, that was definitely not his intention going in there. Um and, you know, he had by the time he got out, he had a kid and he was trying to figure out things to do and they moved to the other side of the country. Um his wife was from uh real close to where I grew up in Alarca, which is a little suburb. Well, I guess a suburb, it's a little holler of the Swain County, Bryson City area. Um and, you know, nobody would hire Steve. And, and my dad was one of those guys that he'll give anybody a chance. And Steve is the best worker we ever had my entire life when we were there. And he still runs into dad from time to time. He eventually went to work, um, not for another HVAC company, but for for a plant so that he could have a bit better benefits as he was getting older. Because as a smaller business in a very small market, it was it was difficult for us to offer some of the kinds of benefits that bigger companies do, especially there. So, you know, we understood that to a point Now you start getting into your late thirties and you don't really have a lot of good health insurance benefits and other things like that. This business will, will wear <laughs> your body out. Oh yeah. Um, but no, we, we want people like Kyle and Steve and these people that have had this trade kind of help them give back to society and, move forward and tell anybody that there's always the opportunity to do something different and develop and do different things. And I think it's extremely important that more and more people hear about it because there may be, there may be some people that listen to the show sometime in the next 20 years, as long as it lasts or however long until, uh, all these hosting sites don't even matter and we can just download it with our, our brain <laughs> or our watch or whatever, who knows the way technology goes. Um, but people need to know that this trade can can do more and give more and people forget about it but if you don't have the people like Kyle and the trades like this I'm sorry this world's not going to keep turning folks well no you know we say trade crew right it's That's uh, right it's all of them I mean I think they're all I say they're all struggling <clears throat> I don't know if it, it we it's the generation they don't talk about it in school still and that kind of shocks me I still don't see how we it's 2023. I just feel like, I don't know why we don't talk about any of these in high school. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. Especially with uh, solar being pushed in the future and stuff like that. I mean, electricians are going to make money. Uh, HVAC's oh, yeah. got their hands in it too. So, Oh, and speaking of that, uh, this is going to end up being a topic of one of those articles I was talking about earlier, but I saw uh, an article this morning that came out yesterday afternoon that looks like, uh, federal government is getting ready to officially announce that uh, as of 2028 or 2029 we're going to be going to 95% furnaces 
Well, yeah, I mean, I, we all knew I mean, it's coming. We knew we it's coming. talking about it. Yep. We knew it's coming. We keep talking, but now it's it looks like it's finally starting to to come together in legislation. Well, so yeah, all these guys that are scared to death in the 90s, boy, y'all gonna have to learn today. It's coming. And it's coming quick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in Charlotte, they they won't put a, a guy will not put a 90% furnace in an attic. And I'm like, you're going to have to. And Dude, I, you just got to make mean, it. I, I've never had a problem with it, honestly. I mean, if you just read the manual, I mean, like me coming out of here, I didn't have any connections in Baton Rouge and everything. I couldn't have done this, first of all, without YouTube and Greg's like, guys like uh, Craig Migliaccio, AC Service Tech, yep. uh, H, H, the HVAC School, you know, all these guys, to, um, HVAC videos for sure to see service calls, that stuff that's not in the book. And then on top of that, the manuals that they have is out of control. I mean, nowadays they, I mean, I have had to call tech support about three times in the past six years with nonstop work. And I'm talking everything from mini splits to chillers, 20 ton chillers and, um, you know, refrigeration in between. Right. But I mean, these these a lot of these guys nowadays, this generation doesn't want to look up that information. I didn't have that information in Angola. We were yeah, we had right. old contactors yeah. to work with. <laughs> Man, I've told I, well, and I told a couple of those uh, kids that came through when uh, you know I had a couple of Bosch running systems there, and we were looking at it. And he's looking at that board, and he's like, "Holy cow!" And I'm like, "Look, man, you're 18 years old. This does not need to scare you." This no. is what you're going to be working on. Yep. I mean, it's already out there, obviously. It's not brand new, but a drive board on an inverter system, like, that's going to be your base that's product. Com- yeah, that's commonplace. <laughs> I mean, Within a but, few years, that's everybody. But I told him, he, you know, and it's bad to say, I don't like to say this too much, but I mean, I'll put it out on the podcast. Like, I haven't been in this business for 20 years. You know what I'm saying? I'm green in this. I'm, I'm, you know, 10 to 12 years in, but just like Kyle said, when, when I got done with a service call and I went home, I opened a book again. Yep. You can't use your three calls that day to progress. No, you're going to, you know, no. Oh, I, I seen this the other day. I had this low suction. It's gotta be the TXV because it, it was like that last time. And you'll never learn it like that. No. You have to read and learn components Make sure you know a component inside and out, even if it's a contactor, even if it's a, you know, a relay, right? Um, and then it all starts, then you would apply it, then I would apply it in the field and it just started to click, right? And, uh, you know, I get calls from guys that are 50 years old and they're like, man, I've been doing this for 40 years. And I'm like, well, you're calling me. <laughs> I mean, you're calling me for tech support. I'm sorry that I'm 10 years in and you've been doing it wrong for 20, but I don't know what else to say. Like, um, so I think anybody getting into the trade, that's huge is you're going to have to take a Saturday morning and read. Yep. Or if you got a shop, right? Throw some parts up there. I mean, honestly, if I wouldn't have been on the internet looking at different YouTube channels on how to properly pull a vacuum, how to properly recover, how to pull cores, right? And the reason why to do all this flow nitrogen, everything. I mean, I would have been taught everything wrong. Every every contractor, damn near, that I've ran into since I've been out, is not doing half the shit that I'm doing. I mean, oh, I was, absolutely correct. 
one right. con one contact one, one contractor recently gave me a, a, a recovery tank he was like i just i don't, I don't recover you know i was like okay I also like, i don't it. know what's in that by the way <laughs> <laughs> right there's some uh little mix there's a little some a little blended oh, i'm uh, sure it's a blend of that thing <laughs> so, i think yeah. that's a bigger problem and it's different on my like me and Ryan, like I'm on the other side, right? We're on the, the rep side or the dis distribution side. To me, not knowing how to do things or doing it wrong, to me is worse than us not having techs and can't find techs, right? I mean, everybody's got their all their problems, right? Companies can't find enough techs. But being on this side, when I was at a distributor doing tech support, the amount of parts that came back that either weren't bad or nobody flowed nitrogen and they were restricted with you know copper oxide because i would cut them open and be like holy cow and well, it's because you want to know why they really failed like is it really the component that's the problem yeah i'm like it can't th this this txv can't be that bad it can't be right like this company's putting in you know 10 systems a day and they're bitching about a brand that sucks it's like something ain't right something ain't right here if um, it's if any brand and we say it all the time again if any brand is put in properly and you do everything the way you should 99 times out of 100 you shouldn't have an issue yeah now you know there are still human hands that are involved with manufacturing and different things at this point and yep. the labor pool for manufacturing much like the labor pool for being in the field or being in distribution or being in the rep side has been horrendous for the last decade, really. Yep. Um, even worse, the last five years with COVID and lockdowns and all this other stuff that pushed people in or out or whatever. So there, there's no elimination of human element in any of this. And sometimes, unfortunately, yeah, there's going to be a bad part. But yep. most of the time, it's not always the part. A lot of it falls on you know, proper installation techniques and doing things the right way. And you talk about watching Brian Orr and HVACR videos and all these other different guys, HVAC school, AC service tech, those channels, we talk about them all the time because if you're wanting education and you're wanting to learn, those channels are there. That's why we don't try to be those people. We want people to go to them because that's their niche. That's what they do. Right. We want to be a resource to one, let people tell their story, such as yourself, um, and and find a way to help facilitate this becoming a better, more tight knit, you know, group of group of tradespeople that that do good for one another, that want to see each other do well. Um, and yep. you talk, uh, you talk about you were on Facebook before and Instagram now a lot, and and I've seen the Facebook side years ago. What didn't seem as bad, I remember. And I'd been in forums and stuff too. There were a lot of forums that could be just horrendous to people. <laughs> I mean, just rake you oh, over yeah. the coals. But a lot of times they would rake somebody over the coals because just for asking a question. And that's that's not the way to go about it. They're asking that question because if, if someone's actually going to ask the question, thank God, because most people don't. Oh, you somebody wants to know. But somebody wants to know. You should never <laughs> criticize somebody for asking a question, no matter how dumb it may seem to you if you already know it. But some people just don't know, and the only way to know is to ask. And if you don't ask it, you sure as hell ain't never going to know. 
Yep. And I remember when I w- first got out, the first post that I really put, it was in, I want to say it was HVAC Pro Talk or it was HVAC School, one of those two. And I said, look, um, I got 13 certifications through ESCO. I got a universal EPA. Um, I'm trying to get into the trades and everyone doesn't want to hire me as a service technician because of the DUIs and the company insurance on the vehicles. So I'm going to start my own business. And I need to know from you guys, what podcast should I listen to or books or videos, anything? And the first comment was, is this real? Like he thought it was a political controversial. I got, I got a couple of, I got a couple of America comments in there. And then I got a couple of union workers coming in saying, oh, you're going to trash your name. Don't you do that? And, you know, it basically became this giant political discussion on, you know, but like, this is, this is America. And I did earn my freedom back. Right. And, you know, regardless of what my situation is, I do have the right to go clean condensers and start a service business. 100%. Whether you like it or not, Louisiana is wide open compared to other states, but it is what it is. I, I wouldn't have it any other way, honestly. You know, I earned that. Right. So, yeah, man. America. America. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if I've mentioned it on here. When I was, I used to work, I was a carpenter for the county. And I had to pick up every day. We picked up inmates. Um, they were in work release. So I would pick up a guy. He'd jump mm-hmm. in the van. And then we'd go build stuff. Um, we'd do build outs for the county all in-house. There was a painter. He'd pick up a guy. There was a, a electrician. He'd pick up one or two. And they'd pull wire. And we would take a county, like a tag office or something. And we'd just gut it and redo it. And it was all in-house and uh, a big county, obviously. This was a decent-sized county. I had good money and all that. But, um, yeah, I picked up guys, and that's actually why I got into HVAC is I picked up a guy. He was a – didn't pay child support because he lost his job as a some kind of machine operator. So he couldn't pay, so they put him in there. And, uh, cause you can totally pay it from in there. Just saying. Right. Right. So yeah, it just gets worse then. Right. Just, <laughs> that debt just grows and he gets out and it ain't gone anywhere. So that's a whole nother deal. But, um, yeah, I picked up a guy that was an HVAC guy and he had a small business and he was in there for the homeowner wouldn't pay him. Just did an install homeowner wouldn't pay him. He went over there and ripped it all back out. That's not legal. <laughs> so he yeah. went to jail and uh, he warned the homeowner multiple times and he went to jail and he started talking to me about HVAC. And while I was a carpenter there at the county, I went to night school for, for 18 months, uh, six to 10 every night. I mean, I had, I had, I had Corey, I had my son already and, uh, yeah, straight left there. And here I am, you know? So, um, still hang out you know still talk to that guy and a lot of those guys because i'd pick him up i picked some guys up for six months and we eat lunch together we ride around the van all day you know you get to know somebody but uh yeah Yeah, they got a lot everybody makes mistakes in their life and i mean it's just what you do how you react to that afterwards you know i always say that about hvac brands right we were just talking before we hit record about a a brand that's having compressor, you know, troubles. Yep. Um, 
every brand's going to have a problem. It's how they react to it. Yep. Same thing. How soon can they get that buttoned up or fixed? Or some brands have a hard time, you know. Some some brands get right on it and turn it around. Been seeing, you know, been seeing a lot of that. The first thing when I'm when I'm talking about Bosch to a guy is, what kind of problems y'all having? I'm just like, I, I mean, how do you answer that? Like, I don't know. I mean. <laughs> Well, and I hate to say it. We don't have any. How about that? There's sometimes (laughs) when I feel like that's the, if that's the first question, it's like, yeah, then he's that guy, right? Then he's that guy. It's like, (laughs) so you, so you've never made a mistake. You've never had something you've put together, not work perfectly. Mm -hmm. Things happen, man. It's mechanical. It can break. Yeah. You tell me a brand that doesn't have issues with something at some point. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, I, I learned that, especially coming out and stuff like that. I, I started leaning towards Ream and, you know, um, different brands like that. But you're right. I mean, you're going to have things happen ultimately at the end of the day. Well, and on the on the, you know, I talk a lot in training, too, about distribution that me and Ryden try to shed a little light on this side of the industry, because I don't know how many podcasts are out there that are that have a rep or a distribution guy. Not many. Um, when I came out of the field and hopped over on the distribution side, and you know, at that time it was on the root equipment, and it was like, "Hey, we got a little problem with the defrost or mister. Um, if if it gets water in it, it doesn't know what to do. It, it the the ohm readings go off the chart, and the unit will freeze up. You know, outside, and." Rude don't make that thermistor, right? That that come yep. that's shipped to them and they install it on the product. Yep. So um they were like, don't tell anybody that we got a problem with that. Cause if you do, we're gonna run out of defrost boards. Cause everybody'll just go buy a board. Yep. And on the on the tech side, it's like, man, you gotta tell me these things. But then they don't realize, like, if I if I just blasted it out just in North Carolina, hey, we got a problem with the thermistor, you got to change it out. Everybody will go back to every job they put in the last month, go get a defrost board kit, right? And then next thing you know, we don't have any boards. <laughs> and it's like, well, shit, well, that didn't work out, you know? <laughs> well, and the other so problem, too. It's a little spot there, like. Yeah, the other problem with it is as soon as you do that, then guys going on the service call for that piece of equipment immediately just say, oh, well, that's the problem. Change it and move on. When half the time, that wasn't even what was really the issue. Right. And they end up going back anyway. Yeah, so we just just had to handle it. We just had to handle it case by case. You know, a guy called me and he's like, look, I've been over here three times. Every time I go, it's frozen solid. And I go... Okay, well, there may be a problem with the thermistor. Just telling you, you might want to change that out. And he's like, oh, okay. Y'all having problems with those? I'm like, no, you know, not really. Just no, but I've seen I would just change it if I was you. <laughs> yeah, because if it spreads and he tells everybody, uh, and I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. They come in the supply house and just start grabbing those parts. And next thing you know, we can't get them fast enough. Um. I've had the manufacturer call me and go, thanks for telling everybody. We literally have ran out of this part. <laughs> like, well, look, man, I, you know, they're all about to switch brands all together because of this. So what do you want me to do? You want to run out of boards or you want to just lose all the business? <laughs> 
So yeah. it's uh there's a lot to the industry on as far as that goes that we try to shed light on. We I guess we got to be careful. With no, it, but... y'all do, and I mean I appreciate you shedding that light on it because otherwise I don't think I would have been able to. It, at, I'd have been able to run my business, but not as efficiently without guys like you on the internet talking about the industry and how to deal with just different problems that are not in the book. You can't get everything from our textbooks. Right. You know. Well, a lot of that stuff's not, yeah, well, obviously it ain't going to be in there, right? <laughs> um, it's just not there. Yeah. So I, I love uh, uh, AC Service Tech. You know, I'll pop on there. I'm not in the field anymore, but I still, I, you know, I have to watch that stuff. Just it is what it is. And, I love how he's showing you how to test a, a blower motor on a, on a 1997 Linux furnace board. Like, yep. that's the calls you're going to get. Yep. That product is all <laughs> still out there. So, yep. you know, I see these classes pop up for other brands at distributors, and it's their latest, greatest, greatest thing. But, you know, that's not really what's out there. Nope. Um, well, I, I remember... Put, I was going to say, I remember when you were putting together uh, a heat pump only class, everyone's like, why are you doing that? And it's like, because we're still working on heat pumps every day. And there's someone that needs heat pump 101 yesterday. Yep. Yeah. I had a heat pump startup class that I put out and Ryden's like, dude, I can't get anybody to sign up for this class. And I'm like, why, why not? It's like, they like, need to. They just like, wouldn't. They want Econet, you know, communicating training. I'm like, They've bought one in five years. Exactly. <laughs> they bought 25 14 sear heat pumps yesterday. <laughs> and I got 10 calls yesterday on a guy that didn't know what superheat was, right? Like, <laughs> that's my class. I have to have that class. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, they don't think they need it, but they need it. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, would, I it ended up being a popular a basic, little class. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I took a basic uh, compressor teardown from United Refrigeration, even though I might not necessarily do compressor teardowns. Just, I mean, these classes right. are damn near free or you're paying a couple of dollars for a meal or whatever the hell. But I mean, yep. it, it's not astronomical. No, I don't. We don't. I mean, we, we don't charge. We tried to do the charge thing, charging for classes. And so that you as a contractor had skin in the game and you may show up because you paid um yeah because that day of the class if three calls come in we would You're lose a guy <laughs> we'd lose <laughs> a guy. and he really and it's it's always the guy that really needs the training that just skips it i'm like damn you know mm -hmm. and uh i've literally had you know a class set up for communicating zoning three guys don't show up the next day those guys call me and ask me all these questions and i'm like man i just answered them yesterday you didn't you didn't you missed the class and he's like yeah i got man we had a we had a change out come up and a, so yeah see like things like zoning i wish i would have seen a class over here for that in louisiana but i have not but i pretty much learned off the internet AC service right. tech, different things like that. And uh, what else? Uh, in Do the you field? have a lot of zoning there? No, no. Nah. Honestly, you'll get it. Oh, man. Maybe I could probably count on two hands how many times I've ran into zone stuff. But I've also messed with military bases for a short period of time. And I've dealt with some serious zone issues. Right. Um, and I've even had the communications guy who installed it come out to kind of teach me. So I understand it thoroughly. But 
in my opinion, for the most part, you can solve most of your problems in a in, if you stick to a single zone with proper customized duct work. Right. And worst case scenario in that nine times out of 10 or that one out of 10 times, you put a mini split in a room like uh, with a bunch of windows or something like that just to add to it. Yep. But if you do your duct work properly, you should not need zoning for the most part. Yeah, I mean, riding gets gets that those calls. It depends on the market, right? Charlotte's pretty yeah. heavy zoned. Same yeah, play. there's a lot of, of two stories with four ton zone systems or five ton zone systems, or there's a boatload of two and a half tons with a frog that just ruins the entire thing because they try to zone off this little room with this small air handler and it doesn't know what to do with itself. Yeah, I've noticed that. Let's Finish say you go to a garage, just yeah. in case anybody's missing the old frog. I actually just learned what that was this year. <laughs> I never heard of what a frog was. That, that was new for me. Yeah, I didn't know what that was. I ran into it on one job, and I thought these guys were on crack who installed this. And <laughs> I started doing a little research, and I'm like, okay. It's possible. <laughs> I mean, you know, it could have been. No, I've noticed with zoning, like with this industry, you know, we were talking about compressors. You go up to a job, it's six years old, it's got a bad compressor, um, shorted out, windings, you know, scroll plates broken, and it's zoned. And you're like, dang, this compressor, you know, right then, a lot of brands take a beating right then. Like, this brand sucks, this compressor, you know. Ream sucks. Rude sucks. You look down in it and it's got a Copeland compressor, right? Like, well, yeah, see, who, yeah. who are you? Who's who's at fault here? Right. Um, so then you put a new one in, you fire it up, it works and you leave. Right. But let's check out the zoning. Like why did that compressor fail? They, they should last a long time. Yeah. And if you really dig into that, you're going to find something that caused that compressor to fail either low superheat or you know twice a year the mother-in-law comes and she jacks this stat down and now it's only an eight inch zone on a three ton and it takes a beating right over time now yep. it's it failed in six years but it's still a callback i'm learning right that's still they didn't set it up properly when they installed it so um, they say the callback, you know, as long as it's good that week, it's not a callback, but I mean, <laughs> I've seen that a lot, right? The zoning's just not set up, but it, it works that day when they put it in. Um, yeah, I get a lot of zoning questions. Well, and you know, we're talking about callbacks and different headaches. So many times, uh, you and I even went on calls where it was airflow and nobody wants to talk about airflow and they don't ever want that to be the problem. No, no, it's, it's got plenty of air. I'll tell you right now, if you think people not realizing how much airflow was a problem, uh, is an issue on the residential side. The last six months since I have moved to a company that does way, way more commercial than residential and I'm dealing with, engineers and controls guys that, and service guys that work in the office with me buddy 
airflow is probably even more the number one issue really? that people will ever give it the credit to. Holy crap, man. It's All right, nuts. so I don't want to beat up commercial guys on the show, but commercial guys seem to think they got airflow figured out, and, and the residential's the problem. <laughs> no, they were, I was listening to... I get that vibe a lot. <laughs> I'm trying to remember who all it was, but it was it was Tony, which Tony Mormino works with yeah. me. A lot of people know the Engineers HVAC podcast. He is the marketing director for the company I work for, um, which is part of the reason I've been on his show, and I'm sure he'll be on ours at some point. Um, but I was at dinner. I believe it was him the other night. We were at dinner, and he was talking about they had had issue after issue after issue with this unit and no one could figure out what was going on they were calling us back you know the contractor had done been fired multiple times <laughs> you know so they ended up getting our service group over there because we're an aon rep we have full aon startup and service guys that are very similar to mr matt waxer uh the hvac doctor if you follow him his job with aon for kilmer environmental we have guys that do that same thing here for insight um they go out, commission, do service. A lot of the times we end up going back and doing service on places because the contractor that built the job was contracted from four states over and they're not going to come do the service, but <laughs> no one knows how to work on the Aon unit that got put in. Yep. So, so we have guys that end up going to do that, but nice. they kept having issues with this unit and they start going through there and they, they're taking panels out and they realize that somebody had never taken the blue duck plastic off of this one oh yeah run <laughs> yes. and, and they ripped it off there and they said you could hear the duck work all the way down the line just doop, 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 as it just popped and filled with air and, and it compressed it was nuts and then lo and behold oh, how simple man son of a bitch no problem now i mean Ran kyle like how, how much of uh start simple did you get when you first got out right you, you had all that knowledge and you went to apply it all and it's usually the simple stuff. I mean, honestly, uh, I got my head bashed in the first time. I, I found this low life piece of junk out of New Orleans that was um, doing home warranty calls. He agreed to pay me, I think, $15, $20 an hour. I had a truck full of torches, nitrogen, hand tools, and gauges, and psychrometer, like and manometers. Um, I didn't know what I was worth, but I also didn't have any field experience. And was right. the first first guy I ran into, he was lying to the customers outright. And you know, in a short period of time, I left him. But right before I left him, um, so, do you I remember met, your first call, your first service call? <laughs> Like as a company or just in general, the first one was an installation of a coil. And that guy was, a, you know, he was a horrible boss working with the home warranty companies. He right. didn't even show up on the site to like check my work. And then ultimately what I did wrong was I didn't um, secure one of the plugs in the drain line on one of the plugs that I wasn't using with those little caps, you know, there's a little... Yep. Yeah. So basically it, it leaked in the lady's apartment. I went go fix it the next day, but he was getting on me and I was just like, dude, I was like, I told you I have no experience in the field. You just gave me a coil and sent me at this lady's house. I've never, <laughs> you know, you know I mean, what's least, supposed to be done, but at least come check my work. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, uh, right. he didn't even do that. So it was just it, it, shortly after 
right before I left him, though, he ended up messing up a job or getting some, one of these customers was pissed off and he subcontracted the job out to somebody else. When that guy came on the job site, I was on the job site. And when I was watching him cut duckboard, I know duckboard, but still I was yeah. watching him cut the duckboard and he was doing it like I read in the book in modern refrigeration. Okay. So when I seen him do that, I was like, dude, please call me for any work. And he did a couple of times. He had basically was a kid out of New Orleans that had been doing it since he was 13 years old with his dad, who was an HVAC contractor. And they got me on a couple of jobs. I picked up very quickly and started applying it to my business, you know? Nice. So yeah, that was my first call uh, with a horrible person in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, when I, I was, I was very mechanical, but when I went back to school for, for HVAC, my first call, I couldn't wait to throw the gauges on there, hooked them up. I had really low suction, and I said, sweet, I get to change my first TXV. I remember we did it in class. I read about it, changed it, still had the same problem. The <sighs> coil was dirty. Damn. The evaporator coal was dirty. That's you all it was. TXV. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, you know, three hours later, heck, it might have took me four hours at that point, you know. <laughs> um remembering where to hook this and hook that and pull this back and do this and that. And of course, no straighter removal, right? It probably took half a day to pull it back on this thing. Um, <laughs> and it ended up being, you know, the boss came over there and first thing he did was go down there. And what was even worse is it was a slab coal in an air handler. So it was Ugh. like, he just reached in there and pulled the t-shirt off and <laughs> the pressures were perfect. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Yeah. I mean, it, it had so, they hadn't ran a filter in like two or three years and it finally just hit, hit the wall, you know? And he just reached in there, standing right there in the basement and just peeled off what was on that coal. And it was fixed. And I was like, geez, is this, is this really what I want to get into? I mean, this is <laughs> like three days later, I can't figure this thing out. But hey, I, I learned a lot that day on that call. Um, oh, yeah. Like you said, it, it the books don't, don't help you with that, man. It's uh, keep it simple, stupid kiss, um, you know, uh, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, that's why I was so confident running a business with nobody really helping me was because for the most part, if you just keep it simple, you go to the basics, the fundamentals, right. you're going to find generally what area you're looking for. Yeah, I get, you know, I, I got this call a couple of days ago, um, really large contractor in Charleston. Um, they've they've put in Bosch for a couple years and he said, man, we got to have a service class, like a troubleshooting class. And I'm like, he's like, we'll set aside the whole day. And I'm like, um, okay. I just need like two hours. He's like, what? I'm like, he's like, no, no, no. I mean on the inverter, you know, all that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I just need like two hours. And I started with, HVAC 101 with these guys and they're like what about this code and that code and this code I'm like okay well that's high pressure that one's low pressure that just read the code and then it's then it's 101 after that like is the coal dirty is uh is the fan running um is the blower running like and they're just like Oh, I'm like, yeah, man, you guys are overthinking the shit out of this. Like, well, how many this times is not an eight-hour class. 
<laughs> yeah, I was going to say, how many times do you get on here and it's sequence of operations? Just walk through it. Just walk oh, through yeah. It. Well, you you got you got furnaces there, right, Kyle? I mean, you said that's your thing. Yeah, in Louisiana, you're going to mostly see straight cool electric heat and furnaces. Not too many heat pumps. Like talking, unless it's a mini split, you're not going to see a heat pump. Yeah, I mean, when you sequence operation on a furnace is that's it. Like, if you don't know what comes next after each thing, you will work on a furnace for hours. Yeah. And you, got, you just got to know what's coming next, right? That's it. Yep. The guy who taught me, the main thing he drilled in me, the two things is you have to be able to read a wiring diagram. So I memorized every freaking symbol. Right. And um, what else? You have to, a sequence of operation. That's the only two things that you need really to work in this trade. With that, I've literally gone to military bases and changed out massive systems with hydronics coils on them for heat. And with a boiler, uh, just reading a wiring diagram and knowing the sequence of operations of the boiler and the HVAC system, I was able to accomplish everything. Yeah, I mean, you really, yeah, whether you've, tu- you've never touched it, right? You didn't really have never to. Touched, yeah, never touched a boiler, never had any classes on hydronics, nothing like that. I, I mean, what I saw on YouTube, how to bleed off air, is the only thing I looked up. Other than right. that, I looked up the manual and read the entire manual the night before and went with it you know i just basically bled out air and rock and roll i was good i even had a plumber we we got a plumber to back us up on the first job but right you know, i'm not completely stupid here <laughs> all right i've got a i've got a serious question to ask you yeah you got to think about this one now all right so how old are your daughters okay they're stepdaughters um but they're two 12 year old girls they're going to cheer and i just got married since i've been out recently Okay, you're like me. I got a 12 year old daughter over here. Yeah. Are you going to at least get one going in the HVAC direction? One of them kind of talked about it, but both of them are kind of leaning towards the medical field. But I'm also talking about having a child with my new wife. So, I mean, uh, yeah, hopefully we get. I feel like I want somebody to do that, right? Starting at 12. I I really want to do it with Kylie, my daughter just kind of secretly like train her on it. She don't even realize it. (laughs) I mean, think about now. Think about if you were 12 years old and you started tinkering just components and imagine the, the capabilities of somebody starting at that age. Right. And uh, what, what I thought about introducing her to a couple of trainers and just showing her like thermostat, light bulb turns on the, the yeah. you know, the air handler, that kind of stuff. And I've been putting together a couple of trainers recently. So that's what I would probably introduce first. Yeah. There you go. That's well, cool. you got to report back on that. You got me excited now. I need to, I'm like, Hey, look, if I told Kylie, I was like, Hey, even if you don't like become an installer or a service tech, like maybe you could you, you know, you you could be extremely technical, but then you could sell it, right? You can be a salesman. Oh, yeah. um, fantastic livings out there, you know, in this business. Um, yeah. Starting at 12 years old, we just got to keep them. I don't know. I think we got to start sooner than when they're like in their junior year and you're like, hey, you want to go into HVAC? Like, yeah, I mean, ever since I've gotten out um, and seeing 
just different things that are going on in the world is definitely different than when I grew up in the 90s and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm kind of informing them like how the world really works because, uh, I mean, unfortunately, I think our school systems are garbage. We just pulled those two girls out and we're doing homeschool now and teaching them about finances, business, everything else in between, you know. so Yeah, that's going to help them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, because no. Uh, no one does that in school at all anymore. They don't teach you any of that stuff. I mean, there's no home ec class for teaching kids how to cook and do laundry. There's or balance a checkbook or run a household. And yeah. there's there's nothing that that teaches you the ins and outs of any of that anymore. Now, yeah. you got to teach them how to balance their bank app. Yeah. You don't balance a checkbook, right? Now you just need to know that you got, you got to look up, you got to look on your, uh, God, I look at my statement sometime and I'm like, geez, oh, Pete, I had like 55 transactions yesterday on my debit <laughs> card. Like, what is all this? Uh, my son still can't grasp what's going on there with that. But uh, <laughs> at some point, all that's going to come out of your account. I know it says pending. I mean, but... it, it's just crazy. You know, you, you got a whole new world. They put a cat litter box in the hallway for a kid who identified as a cat. So we pulled our... Well, yep. exactly. Oh yeah, that I have not heard Cali the litter pool. box. I have oh, not yeah. heard that one. Are you <laughs> yeah, what am I supposed to say to that? Like, what? did they actually? I have to ask. Did they actually use it? That's what I have to ask. I don't know, I don't know that. I much. don't know if I want to know the yeah, answer. But hey, if I'm that, if I'm that teacher Jeez. and he wants a litter box, he's not going to the bathroom. No, there it is, bud. That's it, right there. Let yeah, it what happens when he gets out of line? Can we put him in a cage like a cat? Yeah, I mean, let's just. Oh man. Yeah, I mean these. All right, bad joke. Bad well, joke. I think the kennel. No, no, no. That's just what we're up. Against, they asked man. for it, <laughs> right? Yeah, my daughters came home in sixth grade with some stuff like that. No, but honestly, another thing with this generation is like, I mean, when I came out of prison. I hadn't seen a tree for three and a half years, so I'm looking at the leaves outside and in, in you know my windows right now. That is just, just to be able to breathe and be free and do a trade that I have love for, and it, 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 the lack of gratitude is definitely uh, kind of yep. you know upon this generation for sure. Now, what about AHR? You I haven't been yet, but I oh, want to go. Man. I have already talked to my girl and kind of mentioned to her, yeah, they have these expos, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, all right. You know, I would wait cool. for Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, Orlando is probably closer to you than Vegas, oh, yeah. would it not be? That's that would be oh, yeah. that's 2025, I think, we go back to Orlando before we go to Vegas again. I mean, you want to do Chicago in January. I mean, yep, rock on. I know. I, I hope. Be... I hope if we get AHR gifts, it's a parka, so we don't freeze to death. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to go, man. That's gonna be uh, the first time I went. I was a contractor, and I thought I was pretty slick. And then I went to that show, and I'm like, "Holy cow!" Yeah, my little world of HVAC is got nothing going on. <laughs> <laughs> And like I said, I, 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 that's when I saw other jobs. That's when I saw other things to get into. And it's a breath of fresh air knowing once you get into this trade, you're good, man. I don't really meet anybody that just can't. Yeah, I'm an HVAC guy, man, but I just can't seem to find a job. I've never heard that. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unless 
unless he's burned all the bridges in town, he keeps running around trying to make another dollar. Yes. And now nobody wants to hire, you know what I mean? But I mean, even, even the guy who just got out with life without the possibility of parole, my teacher, um, he's a little bit older, obviously he's been down for 28 years Mm. and I was teaching him how to use a phone and stuff like that. But then like, he heard me call Mitsubishi tech support and he was like, man, that tech support's garbage. I was just like, dude, I said, dude, I was like, everything's going to virtual learning since COVID. I was like, with, with you teaching people over the years and your firm grasp on this knowledge, I was like, yeah, the sky's the limit, man. I was like, get you a job. You can find some virtual learning. You can sit in the couch and just do tech calls all day long. Yeah. Oh man. I know brands, uh, you know, Bosch tech support, they, they're hiring and they, I've tried to talk to them a little bit, but they want they want you to work in in new england out of their main office it's like you report there you go in there because there's labs where they can walk back there and fire up something if they need to um mm-hmm. but their their tech support guy he has to be i mean currently the way they're hiring it he's got to be a mini split boiler tankless uh heat pump package guy and i'm like dude that's a unit that's a lot like what are y'all looking <laughs> for here i mean um, and, and I think it's not more specialized. I think blue, right? <laughs> oh, blue on, yeah, perfect. I was getting ready. I was thinking that too. Yeah, I was gonna say blue on's kind of helping the game game there a little bit. Um, but yeah, these tech support, you know, some brands don't even have a tech support. So if they got one, it's it's a start, right? It's a plus. Yeah. And uh, but these guys got to be scattered all over the country wake up at their house, turn on their computer and start answering phone calls. Um, you know, I've heard, you know, Mitsubishi or I've heard other tech support. Oh, they're great. And then I hear one guy say, Oh, they're terrible. Um, that's a tough game, man. I've been on that side and it is a beast because, because fixing something like that, especially a mini split over the phone, (laughs) <laughs> with a guy you don't know his skill level you don't know him anyway um you know what i mean i don't know what he's looking at it's a different trade it's a totally yep. different trade and uh i miss it a little bit i still have to help help with tech tech support calls with my local guys but it's tough on the phone because i'm gonna forget to ask something really stupid <laughs> and then we're gonna burn like two hours <laughs> trying to work on something you know because i'm not there so um yeah that sounds like a good avenue for him man oh yeah bust definitely. into that all right well hey man i don't want to uh we got are you a football guy yeah a little bit we got some football coming on today you definitely do i noticed uh did y'all see how late a lot of these games are today like no, Alabama's playing it. I mean, I'm not an Alabama guy, but they're playing at nine. Where are they? Well, they're playing Mississippi State. I mean, that's okay. not. Also, I was wondering, like, are they? I won't. West Coast I won't see that game. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting old, man. I, I can't do these ten, nine, ten o'clock games. <laughs> Monday night football, forget it. I see like the first quarter. Um. And I wake up and there's all my texts from riding at 11 o'clock at night and I answer them <laughs> back the next morning. <laughs> well, yeah. So, yeah, man, I don't want to keep you. Your story is, uh, it's awesome. It sounds like you got a good path going. 
Yep. You got any plans to grow, hire a bunch of people? I mean, honestly, I want tight quality control. So I don't care whether that takes 10 years or 20 years that I want honest people in my, you know, right. business. So it's, it's hard to find. And then you got to find somebody also that wants to study the trade or make it their career. And that's tough as well. Some guys just want a paycheck and it's just, I, I can't trust you to do troubleshooting if you just want a paycheck. I tell you, you ought to, you ought to reach out and talk to, to Ben okay. HVAC strong. Cause I think he's, you know, where he is, he's had some of those same issues. You know, he wants to have good, good people and good quality control. And he's, he'd probably be a good person to talk to about some stuff like that. I think him or, um, uh, I'll throw him out here. I, I've not spoken to a single person that has reached out to, uh, Keith Flores or eight known as HVAC God. I don't know anyone that's reached out to him that he hasn't been willing to have a conversation with and help. Solid oh, yeah. guy. Super solid guy. Um, yeah, Ben has, uh, every time I talk to Ben, he shit canned another young kid. <laughs> <laughs> like, he ain't working out. He's he like, man, it's cold. it's cold in this attic. And he's just like, you're fired. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> it's negative 30 in this Walmart. What are we doing? Uh, but yeah, no, he's a small guy. And I've got a lot of contractors that I could put you on too that are uh, same thing. I'm like, are you going to grow? And he's like, you know what, man? I got, I got four guys we all click they all everybody's going for the same thing quality he said you know what if i don't grow at all i'm good where i'm at if yeah. i happen to grow with the same quality that's a plus too right yeah. you don't have to grow but it needs to work for your your you know i mean it's it's all it's it's not a non-profit situation right so yeah. <laughs> it needs to work financially for you as well but well, and I was going to say with saying that, you know, over time, I know right now your insurance policy and all that are, are up there. Will that overhead at some point, is there like a seven year or 10 year stipulation where some of that stuff can fall off and come down? Yes, I believe I'd have to double check with that. Um, Cause that, but, that would, that, that starts making it easier to consider, you know, hiring an expansion too, is you can kind of get to a position where it's easier to deal with some of that overhead. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, um, I believe so. I'd have to check on the time, though. Yeah, but I mean, I'm in a financial position where I could potentially do it. It's just, yeah, again, finding the people that want to make this their career. It's like, yeah, they want to make some good money, but they don't want to study. They don't want to put in the work and go home and learn. Right. You, know? you got to have a guy you can sleep at night knowing he caught four calls today and they're good. Right. Yep. I mean. You don't want four more callbacks tomorrow uh, on top of four new calls. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a beast on that side, man. A business is a whole nother. There's a ton of podcasts for that, obviously. Um, I mean, this life is like a video game, man. You're either watching movies and getting it through artificial stories and video games, or you're going to actually play this game. Right. I'm more of a doer. <laughs> oh, yeah. It'll happen. Yeah. All right, you got to before we before we ride and takes us out. You got a crawl space confession. You got any oh, stories where? Yeah, I don't know. What's your the worst thing that's happened to you lately on a job? <laughs> oh, um, uh, for, through my uncle's house. Now, thank God it was my uncle's house that I, I was doing an installation, <laughs> but 
I, they, their support beam that I stepped on had only one nail in it. Oh sure no! And that I just went straight through for the first time not too too long ago, a few months back. Whew. All the way through onto the floor downstairs. Well, I had one leg in, one leg out. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That actually hurts worse. I think. Yeah, it did. It absolutely did. But I mean, uh, yeah, that that'll be the crawl space confession. I actually did do that. I thought I was invincible, not going through the ceilings until recently <laughs> oh man we had a couple we had a couple when i was in the field i went to the van come back and was going upstairs and our lead installer was laying on his back in the hall and i oh. looked up and there's just a you know you picture like the shape of a like a drawn out person in the in the sheetrock that's what <laughs> it looked like like literally like a cartoon uh, 10 foot ceiling too just just fell all the way to the ground like yeah. just laying there and I'm like bro <laughs> like what are you doing and the same thing it was a uh, it was a knot in the joist and it was split already and he stepped on it and it was it just boom yeah I think I'd rather fall all the way through than get the leg hung up um I'm surprised. I'd say it's like surprised it didn't break your leg. Or you yeah. able to catch yourself at least a little bit. Something yeah, I was able to catch, a hold, to catch a hold of the joist, basically. It was the end of the joist, hooked onto the frame, and it was literally like one nail. And actually, he wasn't too mad about it because he was like, yeah, I paid kind of a hack. Uh, <laughs> he said he was a carpenter, but I, I could tell he wasn't. You know? oh, so. <laughs> Jeez. Well, hey, man, appreciate you coming on on Saturday morning. It was pretty, it was a good time. Absolutely. Let's get on to some football. Ryan's going to take us out on some AHR Expo coming up, which Absolutely. hopefully we'll see you there. Thank you guys so much for having me. Appreciate it, Kyle. So, uh, actually, today, what, it's, today's the 30th, so I think the uh, it's World Podcast Day. Good day to record. Um, I'm pretty sure that the promo comes out for the podcast pavilion today at some point um but if you're not already registered for ahr please go to ahrexpo.com get registered get the app on your phone start planning your show follow the booths you're interested in for news check out hvac rd and the podcast pavilion promo video coming soon and we will be in podcast pavilion 2 from 1 to 3 both monday and tuesday and for any other information, just please get on, check us out on Instagram, Tradehounds, Facebook, TikTok, or check the link tree in the bio of our social media and visit hvacrnd.com for all the latest and greatest events that are coming your way. So thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week. Yep. See you, Kyle. Reach out Sorry, if you need anything, man. Y'all have a blessed day. You too, man. Yeah.